With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Golden Grizzlies podcast is powered by Hitachi Automotive Systems and GreatEngineeringCareers.com. The Golden Grizzlies podcast is your home to all your Oakland Golden Grizzlies news, updates, interviews, and Greg Campy's coaches show replays. Your home for Golden Grizzlies basketball is Detroit's 1130 WDFN. The Fan. Now, it's time for the Greg Campy Show, live from the Red Ox Tavern, on your home for Golden Grizzlies basketball, Detroit's 1130 WDFN, The Fan. Here's Coach Greg Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at the Red Ox Tavern off of Walton, just across the street from the campus of Oakland University. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is the coach, Greg Campy. It's the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group and head coach of your 14-3 Oakland Golden Grizzlies basketball team. And Coach, last week a lot there was a lot of talk in, in the media and a lot of talk on the message boards and on the social media, and they said, hey, we'll find out a lot about this basketball team here this week coming into last week. You guys answered some questions with a pair of huge, huge road wins. Yeah, I, I don't really understand what that means. We'll find out about this team. We've, you know, I think we've played 12, 14 games. I think the eye test for anybody, you know, is is you watch a team, and I think you know if they're good or not. Um, you have your ups and downs during the season. You know, we, we did – there's reasons and and whatnot of why you win and lose games. And, you know, we, we – had this great victory Friday and then we came back and we won a game on Sunday against a team that's really getting better and and people are well they only won by one I guess I heard uh, I actually watched the Valpo coaches show today and, and uh, why I did that I have no idea did you really yeah well, I, I watched it I have to admit that and and the radio announcer for uh, Todd yeah, Apple. Todd, who I think is, you know, oh, he's next to you, Neil. I think he's one of the best. And he's, Wait a minute, can you say that again, Coach? Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a really good guy, and I've known him for a long time, and I think he's very smart, and I think he knows the Horizon League basketball as well as anybody. But he made a statement to their coach uh, that, you know, Oakland struggled at UIC, and, you know, so that shows they're not going to run rapid through the league. And, and you know, I, I, I guess I just don't understand that kind of reasoning because the reality of it is, you know, we, we won the game. And a, a month from now, it's going to be a win. And there's no point differential, unless you're concerned about statistics and where you're finishing the statistic race in the league. You know, it doesn't mean anything other than a win. And, and the reality, I was just talking to some of our fans when I walked in here, um, the truth of the matter is, is that that's the type of game that when you finish second or third, you look back at your season and you tell your fans, you know, we lost three games by combined five points, and if that shot would have gone in or we did this. And there will be, in every league, every year, there's teams that say that. The teams that win the championships, they don't, they don't say, say that. that. They, they, 
they talk about who they're going to play in the tournament. And, they, you know, so that's the difference between being second and third. And we can look back last year at a couple of those games and say, you know, the Northern Kentucky game at Open cost us a championship. But the reality of it was Valpo won the championship. And, and you did And right. we didn't. And how you get there or how you didn't get there, it doesn't matter. We found a way to win. We did it with a defensive stop. We blocked 18 shots. We right. did some things that Oakland's never done before. And we found different ways to win. And that's what you have to do to have a great season. And we're sitting at 14-3 and and 4-0 and in the league. And I don't care about anybody else. I just care about where Oakland is. And that's where we're at. We had a great weekend. Anytime you get two road wins in this league, whether you're up in Wisconsin in the uh, middle of the heartland in Indiana or down in northern Kentucky, if you get two road wins in this league, you had a great week. Any league. You go to any league in, around college basketball, you get two road wins, and you're certainly doing some work. There's no question about that. But, Coach, and this is a great game show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. You can tweet your questions at any time with the hashtag AskCampy. We get to those as the night goes on. But, Coach, this is something that I wanted to bring up. And I think I know what your answer is going to be. I think you're going to say, I, I don't care. I just worry about beating Detroit on Friday. And that's fine. I understand that. But I have a little bit of a different take than, than maybe what Todd did with Valpo's coaches show today. I walked away from that basketball game on Sunday going, I have never seen this from Oakland before. You guys held them to 24% from the floor and blocked 18 shots in the basketball game. That's uncharted territory for you guys. When are you going to get the credit for what you guys do? Def- if anything, the the people in the league, in my mind, this isn't you talking, I don't speak for you, but if anything, the people in the league should be concerned about what they saw on Sunday, the, the way that you guys locked the team up. Yeah, you know, back in the Summit League, uh, we had some games like that, but nobody remembers them. I mean, I remember going to UMKC on uh, Reggie Hamilton's senior year, maybe, and and that was a team that didn't even win the league, and we were at 50-15 to 15 at halftime. But the bottom, that, yep. Yep, the bottom of that league was a little bit different than the bottom of this league. And, uh, you know, so to... And, and, and UIC is not about they're not going to be a team in the bottom. They, I mean, just because they were last year, Steve's done an unbelievable job with them. In a short amount of time. Uh, one of the things he said to me in his first year when they walked on the floor uh, to play us a year ago, the warm-up was just ending, and he looked at me and he pointed at our team. He goes, we're going to look like you very soon. In other words, he had all these non-athletic, you know, and, you know, he wanted to be long and athletic and, and I told him before the game this year, man, I hope to look like your team someday. I mean, God darn, are they long and athletic right. and big and multiple guys, six foot nine, six foot ten. And they've got a kid from uh, from our area going there next year, Greg, from uh, UAD High, who fits that bill. I mean, they're they're a team that's going to be reckoned with. They're a team that will be reckoned with this year. And you know, we we to get a road win there. Is a, is a very, very good step in the right direction for us and what our goals and dreams are. But, but, Coach, what about that, though? I mean, like I said, my impression was, if anything, you should be a bit fearful of what you saw. Did, did you guys, did you see something defensively on on that floor on Sunday that, well, that maybe even surprised you a little bit? Now, you're around them every <laughs> single day. I understand that in practice. But were you even a bit taken back by what you saw? Well, I think there's some circumstances that led to that. First of all, they guarded us as good as any team guarded us this year. In fact, I would tell you they guarded us better than any team's guarded us this year. And that's a, a, 
uh, feather in Steve's cap. They really guarded us well. And then the second thing I would say is the game was officiated like five years ago. Before the freedom of movement came in, before the, you know, that's how the game was officiated. And actually, I kind of liked it that way. It was a war. It was Slug physical. Fast. You know, we so many games this year, you're, you're going to the free throw line. There's no flow. There's no, you know, every other time down the floor, there's a whistle. And in that game, there had to be blood before there was whistles. And, and I think that's what caused the game to be what it was. And it was two teams that just went after each other. You couldn't make a pass in that game without it being contested. You couldn't get a shot without it being contested. And then uh, some, you know, the, there were a couple people after the game that told me, you know, well, they got a couple open looks late, and if they'd have made them. It's hard when you've struggled all game and every shot's contested and just to get open is a struggle. When you do get open, it ain't easy to make them like it is when you're in the flow. No one on either team got in the flow in that game. And it was, it was, Jeff Goni, our AD, said, I loved watching that game. That was an old time, you know, Big Ten level physicality of a game. And it, it was a lot of fun. It was fun to watch. I never thought we were going to lose. I, I, I really felt confident during the game. Um, even when they took the, you know, we had led by seven with maybe five to go and they took the one point lead with two minutes to go. Um, we scored a basket to go up one, and then the last two and a half, nobody scored. It was block shot, block shot, block shot. You know, it was, it was, it was fun. What's going through a coach's mind? And, and I know a lot of the fans uh, obviously caught it listening to the radio or watching on TV. But for those that didn't, that last ten seconds, um, what's that like from a coach's perspective? Because all the hay's in the barn. It's not game plan or anything like that. It's it's who wants it more, who's going to get the job done. And you guys were able to stop them from scoring. I know how the, I know how the fans felt. How does a coach feel standing there in the last ten seconds when it's out of your hands? Well, it was a panic situation because Martez went to the ground on the, our last shot. There was a ten-second differential. We took it all the way down, and Martez shot a runner with ten seconds going game and went down on the ground. So now it was a odd man rush for them, five on four, and I was screaming at him, "Get your up and get back!" You know, he was looking for a foul and. I was yelling at him get back, and it, and it just, it was over. You know, your hope, they had an open look, and the guy turned it down and tried to get to the rim, shot, and, yeah. and um, then you're hoping that he didn't shoot it, and then if he shot it, you're hoping he missed it, and then you can rebound it, and then he passed it, and you're hoping that, that Jalen's block isn't called a foul, and you're just like, all those things are running through your head at the last time, but I was 80 feet away from it. I just, you know, I actually thought there was a foul on the play. And I, I, you know, I just, I walked off the court thinking, wow, we just got away with something. And when I watched the video, there was no foul. It was a clean block. It was a very well-called game. Very, very, very well-officiated game. You are listening to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at the Red Ox Tavern. My name is Neil Rule. He is the coach, Greg Campy. You can tweet your questions with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll read those on the air all night as they come in. And obviously there's some piling up right now, which we will get to in a little bit. But a lot going on here. We're wrapping up the road trip. What you got, Coach? Well, what's going on here at the Red Ox is on the TV screen, two huge games that affect us. Michigan State, Minnesota at Michigan State. We're watching that. And right next to it is Georgia at Mississippi. If Georgia can win and Michigan State can win tonight, we'll drop 10 points in the RPI, and we're sitting at 65 right now. So 
Well, I'm sitting here at the Red Ox while I'm talking. I'm really focusing on, man, we need Georgia and we need Michigan State to win tonight. Uh, you got you guys got that over there? You got you to gotta keep a close eye. You got the Georgia game up there and the Michigan State game. Golden Grizzlies fans need those squads to come up with the wins for that all-important RPI, which uh, when we come back from the next break, I'm going to get into the ramifications and how everything is beginning to shake out. Golden Grizzlies sitting at 4-0 in the league, and Coach, we're 12 minutes or so into this show, and we haven't even touched on uh, the biggest road win you guys have had in a while, especially in league play. You guys went into Valpo and won that game by double digits. Valparaiso never had the lead in that basketball game. Not never, not never ever did they have the lead in that basketball game. A very complete performance by your team. Well, I'll throw a stat at you. In our last 10 league road games, we're 9-1. and one. And we've beaten everybody in the league. We've won at every, every gym. venue in the last uh, 12, 13 months. In the last 13 months, we're 9-1. and one. And we've run it one in every venue in the league. So uh, I think you have to look at our guys and say, boy, they must have some pretty good players. Um, and this idea that, you know, we're lucky or that we don't this or don't that. Nine out of ten is not luck. You go nine and one and win in every venue in the league. you got to feel good about your team and about your chances. Now, Coach, when, when does that come? When? And, again, I know, I know what you're going to say to this, but when, when does that come? I mean, when, when do people look at it and say, you know what? Maybe that is a pretty good basketball team. You know what? Maybe that's a, a very good defensive basketball team. You don't care about those things, though, I know. No, I care about what our guys think. And, you know, the big thing I'm telling them is, you know, the things that they're doing should make you really believe in yourself. They should make you believe that, you know, we're looking. We, we've got 14 games left. And, you know, I said this last week, and I'll say it again. You play, and when you play 30, 35 games, you're going to play four games where you're horrendous. You hope. You're going to play four games where you're out of your mind. You're going to play, you know, 25 or 27 where you are who you are. And I think that, you know, we've had two games this year now where we were really, really bad shooting the basketball. Full games. We've had some bad halves, but we've also had good halves in the same game. I don't think we've played a full game Oral Roberts might be the closest thing that we've played, so we'll count that. So we've played one time where we've played above ourselves. So we got we got three more in the bank. Yeah, we got some in the bank that we're, <laughs> you know I'm feeling pretty good about. And you know, no team this year has shot above 50 percent from the floor for us. That's the one stat that I think if we can finish the season, you know, all these things. If you're this at halftime, if you're that at halftime, well, those stats really go out the window. El, uh, Clemson had not beaten Alabama in football since 1905 Five, or yep. something like that. So those stats do go out the window. But if we can hold every team that we play under 50%, and we're halfway through, we're more than halfway through the season, if we can continue that stat, I think we've only had three halves all year where somebody shot over 50%. It might be, it might be four, it might be two. Um, the second half at Nevada, and first half against Georgia. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Um, Michigan, no, I don't think no, so. They no, they were, they were right there. 47, yeah, yeah. So if we can continue that, we're going to have a chance. We're going to have a chance to hoist a trophy, cut some nuts down, whatever you do when, nowadays when you win a championship. So those are the things we got to stay focused on. Winning Valco was great, obviously. Winning there is great, and we really haven't talked much about it. Martez was phenomenal in the second half. Um, we, we played the last five minutes with, with our four and our five men both fouled out, and they, it never got close. They got to seven was right. the closest they got it. Um, the we really guarded Peters. We really, really guarded Peters, and I thought we really guarded Trayvon Walker, who I think those are two of the best five players in the league. And uh, you know, so that's what won the game for us was what we did at the defensive end. In the second half, we put a clinic on offensively. The first ten minutes of the second half, we put an inside-out clinic on, and we made a team. Velpo is known for their size and their double team in the post. And we made a team that doubles the post stop doubling the post because Jalen Hayes did such a remarkable job of getting the ball out of the double, and we made the extra pass, and we went bam, 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 and knocked three straight threes down, and they couldn't double anymore. And the lead went from 4 or 5 to 15, all because Jalen Hayes, who gets no credit for it, but Jalen caught the ball in the double, and we went into him. I mean, we force-fed it in there. And you, had a, you had a matchup that you liked, too, yeah. at the time. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and I do like our matchups defensively against Valpo, or, or what they're putting against us. I like that. And um, so we, we, we really, and we spent a week working on it. So you've got to give Dan Hitcher, who's my assistant coach, who works with our post players, who spent a week working on the double team and... and we changed our rotations offensively. We completely changed our rotations with our perimeter players. And to be able to, to play 13 or 14 games with a certain rotation and then in one week's time completely change it, 180 degrees change it, and execute the way they did to start the second half, that's a, that was an intelligence win. You know, the, the, and it not, I give Dan a lot of credit, but the players accepted the coaching they executed the coaching, and the perimeter players executed. Now, what that does for us is it gives us cachet with our players. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now we're going to go into this situation with Detroit, and we're going to see a couple things we haven't seen before, and we're going to get their attention, and they're going to listen because what Dan did and what we did with the rotations. It worked. It worked, and, and it not only worked. I mean, those were wide-open looks right. that we got to start the second half, and I think Stevie buried one, Martez buried one, Sharon buried one, right, bam, bam, bam. We got a steal and a run out and 11 points in two minutes. Mm -hmm. So that, from a coaching standpoint, for that to happen, that was huge for us. I never have heard that building as silent as it was to come out to start that second half. I mean, you guys really came out and took the fight to them. And, and Coach, uh, real quickly, too, touching on that, Jalen Hayes fall out of that game. 
Isaiah Brock fouled out of that game. And I'm calling the radio call with Scott, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, this is a tough spot right here with, with Jalen and Isaiah being out of this game. I don't know how you're going to hold on to this and stop the onslaught for coming. Not only did you stop it, you never faced it because right. you locked it down. How, how were you able to do that? Brad Brechting and Xavier. I mean, they, the, that's the strength of our team is that we go 11 deep, that we have faith in all 11 guys that dress. And there was no, oh, crap, Jalen's gone. I think that hurts us offensively. Um, it was, okay, we got five minutes, man. Brad Brechting, he can play a heck of a five minutes. Uh, uh, Exton had a, was having a very good game anyway. Had a very good play. season, yeah. Yeah, the, the thing that bothered me more than anything was losing Isaiah because of his ability to protect the rim, and Brad went right in there and, and matched it. So it was, it was a great team victory. Everybody walked out of there feeling good about themselves. And uh, even Cumberland, who didn't get to play any minutes, had uh, he was uh, Trayvon Walker during the week in practice, and he did an outstanding job of playing him. So he felt good that he helped us get ready. And when you hold a player of his caliber to five or seven points, um, you got to feel good. It was a total team effort. No doubt about it. Golden Grizzlies fans, for all your Golden Grizzlies news, updates, and interviews, as well as replays of this fine program, the Greg Campy Show, find the Golden Grizzlies podcast on your iHeartRadio app. It's powered by Hitachi Automotive, GreatEngineeringCareers.com, and your radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball all season long, Detroit's 1130 AM, WDFN. The fam will take our first break. Uh, when we come back, We'll talk about what's on tap this week, and everyone knows it's Metro Series week. The Detroit Titans in town, ESPNU on Friday night. Uh, as always, we'll have it on the radio. Cleveland State will be in the arena on Monday night as well. So we'll, t we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Metro Series. Uh, we got some other stuff in the hopper as well. I know you got some big news about the yearly Winterfest thing that's coming on that we'll touch on towards the end of the program. And, some big news for this Golden Grizzlies basketball team. Something that's never happened to them before happened this week. And we'll touch on it when we come back. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at the Red Ox Tavern. I'm here with Cameron Evans, founder and president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. U.S. News & World Report recently recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the eighth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam? What does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. I founded the Evans Law Group with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars. This year alone, I have presented in-person seminars for my clients in Michigan, Indiana, Texas, and Utah. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to third-generation family-owned businesses. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Ascension is proud to welcome Crittenden Hospital to the Ascension, Michigan family. As part of Ascension, the Rochester community now benefits from the largest nationwide nonprofit collaboration of hospitals, medical practices, and innovators called to deliver compassionate, personalized care for all. 
In our hospitals and offices, you'll find the most advanced technology, plus doctors who listen to you and respect your needs. In fact, you or someone you love has probably been cared for by Ascension. That's because we serve one out of every eight patients in Michigan through health systems like St. John Providence in Southeast Michigan, Genesis Health System in Grand Blanc, Borges Health in Kalamazoo, St. Mary's of Michigan in Saginaw and Standish, and St. Joseph Health System in Tawas. Now as part of the Ascension family, Crittenden is stronger than ever. Michigan's future is healthier and getting better just got better. Learn more at Crittenden.com. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're at the Red Ox Tavern off of Walton across the street from the campus of Oakland University. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. And, Coach, I know you have a, a peaked interest in the Michigan State-Minnesota game right now. Michigan State with a 20-11 to 11 lead. And you asked the question, what do they have on? I believe it's their throwback uniforms to the year that they won the national title back in 2000. So Really? Yep. So that's what they're rocking tonight. It, uh, I look like they have something on it as an Fedley game. Are you sure that that? that I don't I, remember. That's that. what I saw on Twitter today. I, I uh, haven't I haven't confirmed it or anything like that. When they show it up close, you got to take a look at it. It looks like St. Mary's College or some some Fed League game or something. Yeah, I'll have to. I just uh, hope they win. I'll just, I'll have to do some further investigation. But they're off to a good start. They have the 22 to 13 lead. Georgia's up on Ole Miss 10 to 9 too. They didn't wear those things in the national championship. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, that that wasn't uh, that wasn't what everybody thought. No. Huh. No. I, I saw on Twitter today they, they had talked about it. It was probably going to be their 2000 championship throwback. You mean something on Twitter wasn't right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm shocked because that it, it's usually a beacon of integrity and truth, Coach. Right. No. But, Coach, getting back to the uh, issues at hand here, something happened to this Golden Grizzlies basketball team that's, that's never happened in the history of the program before. And you bust open your USA Today or you fire up your tablet and you read it online, you check out the USA Today Top 25 Coaches Poll. And you peruse it, and there's your Dukes and your Kansases and all the schools and teams that you're accustomed to seeing in there all the time. And you scroll down and you look, and in the receiving votes column, there's Oakland University. And look, I, I know that that has to mean something to you because you've talked about it, that one of your goals here since you got to Oakland was to say, hey, I, I eventually want to get to the place where this Golden Grizzlies team is ranked. Well, once there's a number behind right. it, you, then, you, but then it'll be meaningful. Right now, I think there's a lot of coaches in, in uh, out there, and I think some of the media in the media poll, too, they pick a mid-majors or a couple mid-majors and reward them for good years, you know, by, by voting them 24th or 25th, and that's how you get some points. Once we get everybody on that committee to do that or once we get that winning streak going and, and get that, that number behind us, then I'll be satisfied. So, But, but it, is, it is nonetheless, I mean... It's a, it's a small milestone for, for the program. I'll let you handle it. I'll let you media people handle that. <laughs> well, Coach, it's, it's one of those things. And, look, I told you this. I, I'm an alum of this school, and the reason I came to school, as I told you before, was yeah. because you guys went to the 2005 NCAA tournament. No other reason. I mean, that probably shows well, my get, intelligence Let's level. get to the 2017 NCAA <laughs> tournament. Now we're in, if we do that, may, there might end up being a number there because to, we're going to have to be really good to get there. Yeah, certainly, no, no question about that. But on tap this week for this team, and look, people are talking about it, the chatter in the media and everything's starting to pick up. It's Metro Series rivalry week. It's the Golden Grizzlies 
and it's the Detroit Titans Friday night on national TV on ESPNU, also on radio on 1130 AMWDF and the fan as well. Myself and Matt Derry will be on the call. Bob, hey, Bob, I got to take care of business. You know, you got you to you gotta take care of business. But, Coach, uh, the rivalry and the switch into the Horizon League and, and, and all that, all that stuff culminates with this game every single year. There's a lot of buzz. I, I don't know that it's quite sold out. But it could be sold out at any minute. Well, I'm told it's that. The, it's the earliest that all the chair back seats are gone. You know, yeah. The only thing available are some end zone seating. Uh, and they expect that to be gone pretty soon. Um, and then I think they'll stand, sell standing room only on the day of the game. But So there um, you have it. So I mean, it, that's the bus. Right. It's the earliest that we've ever sold all the chair back seats out. And that's, you know, both sides are the only, the only non-chair back seats are the end zone. So. And you know the students are going to fill the one end zone up, and it's standing room only. And you know what I'd like to see them do? I think that's pretty cool. I, I hope everybody brings their phone, and because uh, during the introductions, I think that's really cool when the they put the uh, the, the flashlight light, yeah, on, the LED on the phone. Light, yeah. yeah. So while that's while the video is being played and they're all flashing their their, I think that's we're going to have some recruits there, some uh, important recruits. So. Help us make it look good, man. Absolutely. And, and hey, take that upon yourself. Hey, uh, Big-time recruits are going to be in town, so you certainly want to make it a crazy atmosphere. So, Coach, as far as the game itself goes, and look, this is the, the casual observer will see, see this and say, Oakland's 14-3, and three, Detroit's 2-14. and 14. What's the buzz about? Why, why is anybody concerned about this basketball game? But Detroit's in a very dangerous spot for you guys right now, Coach. Well, just look at the Michigan State-Michigan football game. Same thing, right? And uh, that was a really, really difficult game for Michigan. Uh, they got very fortunate. Michigan State went for Ford on fourth and won a couple times, and it didn't happen, you know. And, again, it turned out to be one of those games that when Michigan season's over, you know, they got where they were because they won it. And, and that's what we have to do. We have to go in there and find a way to win the game. We, records don't mean anything in this. Um, it's going to be very emotionally charged. I think Detroit's got some really good players. I, I, I know Chris Jenkins is, again, he's a guy that I really have a high respect for. We recruited McFally. Uh, we know what he can do. Um, Hogan, I wish we would have recruited. <laughs> he, he is he is quite the post player. He's a man. Yeah. I mean, he is a bully in there. I mean, he is a bully. If he were three inches taller, he'd be you would be talking about him anywhere in the country. You know, he would be if he was three inches, he, he might be the best post player in the country. And uh, he is God, he's good with the ball in there and he can score and what's cool about him is you know, I watched him play when he was a sophomore in high school and he was at a school in Flint, and I, I left the gym that night. I talked to his coach, and I came back and told my staff about the kid. Undersized, but, you know, we got to keep an eye on him. And then he disappeared, and he resurfaced in Traverse City, I think it was, or someplace, and we didn't go that far to recruit him and, and give uh, Detroit a lot of credit for it because, man, he's a very good player. So you got him, you got Jenkins, you got McFowley, and then the Allen kids have it. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. He's having a freshman of the year like season. I mean, at 33 in a game. Um, he's, you know, I don't remember. Maybe Mike Helms had 30 in a game as a freshman for us. Uh, maybe Eric Taylor. I don't I don't really know what our freshman of the uh, all-time scoring record is, but you get 33 in a game. You're doing work. Yeah. And so you've got, you know, if if McFally and, and Jenkins and Allen are hitting threes and you're having a hard time guarding the big guy in there and you get into him and try and double him and they're hitting threes, it's going to be a long night. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of talent. They've been in a lot of games. They've struggled to finish games. Um and who better to finish one than against us? So you can bet it's going to be a war. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking to see how our team reacts to it. And, Coach, my initial, taking a look at the stats initially from what I see, and this is where I think that Detroit can be very dangerous in that when you get in these big game type of situations, and this is going to be a big game for Detroit, no question about it. And the building's full, and it's national TV. And what I've noticed throughout the years here in college basketball Sometimes the benches shrink a little bit, and, and they might not have the, Detroit on paper might not have the depth uh, that you would typically see uh, from a Detroit team. But but I will say this: in these big time games, things have a tendency to shrink, and, and that's in the baseball playoffs, basketball playoffs, all the way across the board. You might not go as deep as you typically do in a big game situation like this. That makes Detroit much more dangerous, doesn't it? Yeah, but we've got to because that's our strength. We right. can't shrink our bench. We've We've shrunk it to nine. You know, where it was 11, I think. We've kind of shrunk it to nine. Uh, I need to get Palombizio more minutes. He's only got, he's averaging, I think, five minutes a game in league play where he was averaging a, a fourth of the game, 10, 11 minutes going right. into the league. And, and that's my fault, uh, you know, and probably that's not because of offense. You know, that's just, and in past years, we probably would have played the guy who, who can play offense the way Chris does more than we did. But right now we're really, really, really winning because of our defense. And so it's on my mind during games. And, and so we've, we've shrunk from 11 to 10 and now maybe to 9. But i, I got to get Chris more minutes to get it back to 10. Um, so I, I think you're right. I think that could really happen. And, you know, when, whenever, you, whenever you play a team that, that struggled record-wise, but you know has good players. It kind of reminds me of that song about I might not be as good as I once was, but I can be good once as I, I ever was. was. So Toby and, Keith there, Coach. And that's what we got to worry about, man. we got to worry about them being as good once as they ever were because those, they, those kids can play. And uh, we've got to make sure that that once is next week.
And how do you do that as a coaching staff? Because you, you can talk about it to your blue in the face, and you can say, hey, guys, this is dangerous. Hey, guys, this is dangerous. There's a dangerous team coming in here. But how do you do that as a coaching staff to, to enforce that it doesn't happen? Well, you have to really contest shots. And that's, that's what we have to do against this team. We have to contest shots. They can't, you know, we can't come out and get caught up and jump jump a passing lane to get a steal because you think, you, you know, their record's not that good so we can take it from them. And, you know, you, you've got to be solid and stick to what's got us here. And what's got us here is contesting shots. We've got to pressure the ball and contest shots. And if you do that, even if, you know, like we contested Georgia, and that kid went off, right, in the first half. Yep. I mean, he was 9 or 9 or something like that. We continued it, and he went 0 with 10 in the second half. It's hard. Even the great, great, great players, it's hard if everything is contested and everything is, you know, it's when you can get in a flow and shoot, that's when you can have the 9 for 11 nights and things like that. So we have got to make every shot contested. Uh, and vice versa, that's what they're going to try to do to you. Right. <laughs> so. Right. The, th the thing about it is that, I mean, you would say, well, why haven't you always done that? Why, why wouldn't you do that every game? Well, the, the difference is knowing it and being able to do it. Right. And I've got a group of kids this year that are able to do it. it we haven't coached them any differently. We haven't coached defense any differently. You know, I, uh, I got a text from a friend today, somebody said something on TV about what a great defensive coach I am. I guess some announcer said that. And the guy was, like, giggling in the text and asking me if I paid him off and, and, you know, stuff like that. And I said to him, I go, you know, the only difference is is we, we got shot blockers, you know. Can and fix a whole lot of mistakes at the rim, right? right? We haven't had this since Benson left. And right. We were really good on defense when he was here. Even though we played high-scoring games, it's because we had 90 possessions in games back then. We've limited our possessions this year. In league play, we are averaging 70 possessions a game, which is 10 less than we averaged last year. So if you score at a point of possession, right, that's 10 points less than you're going to score. Well, we averaged 86 last year. We were averaging 72, I think, is all we're averaging. So we're not as efficient offensively in league play I'm talking about. In, league, in the four league games, we're averaging 70 possessions a game. We're scoring 72 points. See, so. Coach, you burst my bubble there because here I was thinking I was in better shape because I had more wind at the end of these games. And come to find out, I'm doing 15% less work. Yep. That's, well, you're getting to talk more, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a Greg Campy show. We are live at the Red Ox Tavern. You can tweet your questions with the hashtag AskCampy. As always, a Greg Campy show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're going to take a break here. We'll get to a couple of these questions on Twitter. It's Metro Series Rivalry Week. The Golden Grizzlies and the Detroit Titans Friday night at the arena. If you want tickets, you better get them quick because all the chair back seats are gone. There's some general admission seats that are left, but not many, as I'm told. Those will be gone very shortly by tomorrow it is a good bet. There may be some standing room tickets released on Friday as well. Your best bet is to call 248-377-4000 and get your Golden Grizzlies basketball tickets. are on sale now. You can help us paint the arena black and gold. Reserve your spot now as we come down the stretch in Horizon League play. Again, call the ticket office at 248-377-4000. We'll take a break. Get your questions off of Twitter. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at the Red Ox Tavern. 
I'm here with Cameron Evans, founder and president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. U.S. News & World Report recently recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the eighth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Through my 20-plus years of representing businesses with their labor and employment needs, I've had the privilege to work with numerous executives. In turn, executives have sought me out to represent them with their own employment and equity issues in various business ventures, including employment with portfolio companies owned by private equity groups. I negotiate executive employment agreements, equity award and stock option agreements, and, when necessary, severance agreements. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. One company, one global vision, leading the way in innovation. We are Hitachi Automotive. Hi, I'm Rick Curry, Director of Human Resources at Hitachi Automotive Systems in Detroit. Listen to what our people are saying about working at Hitachi. I like the teamwork and the ability to enhance my career. I love working with our great customers and suppliers. I appreciate the flexibility and the balance of my career and family life. I like working with and developing cutting-edge technology. And I love bringing that winning technology from the racetrack to your vehicle. Thanks, guys. Do you want to be part of our winning team? Check us out at greatengineeringcareers.com. And be sure to join us at the Chevrolet Detroit Belle Isle Grand Prix, June 3rd through the 5th, to cheer on Elio Castroneves, who will once again be driving the number three Hitachi Team Penske Dolores Chevrolet, featuring our fuel injection technology. Learn more at greatengineeringcareers.com. Hitachi Automotive Systems. Driven to win globally. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live from the Red Ox Tavern, off of Walton, across the street from the campus of Oakland University. And, Coach, I went to Twitter. I think I'm going to trust this one. Michigan State's unis, their throwbacks to the Michigan Agricultural College days. What's that, the 1800s? I, I don't, I don't I know I wondered what the A line. stood yeah. for. That's why I said Agricultural. It. So you've got the S and the A. It, it, it looks like St. Mary's, you know, and it's yeah. all circled together. And from a long distance, it... it Pretty it's, ugly. It's MAC, Michigan speaking Agricultural of ugly, College. Yes. Speaking of ugly, on January 27th for Winterfest. A game against Green Bay, another national TV game. National TV. ESPN, is it you or two? You know? I think it's ESPN U. All right, a national TV game on January 27th. We're bringing back all, uh, we're hopefully all 50 players that were nominated for the all-time team. They're, right now we're in voting, and the fans are going to vote for the top 20 of the 50, and then we put a really high-powered committee together, which you're a member of, but oh. I have never... I, I high-powered. Yes. I have no input in the committee. I don't want any of those guys, because I've coached almost every one of them. I don't want any of them to think I had anything to do with it. So I'm, I'm not even in the room. We'll select out of the 20 that the fans voted the top 10 for the all half century team. So that will be done at halftime that night, so we need everybody there for that. But what we're doing for the you know, 50th anniversary is we're gonna wear throwback uniforms from the first season of That's Oakland awesome. basketball. And they are 
ugly. They're they're uglier than what Michigan State has on tonight, and that's ugly. But they're they're yellow, and they got black on them, and we've got the knee high back, uh, socks with the black and gold trim. stripes, and it is. I I haven't told my players yet. This first public announcement of it right here, and. Uh, the shorts are a little shorter than they're going to like. We didn't do the real short shorts because we got to win that game. We can't have them. But they're a little shorter than that, what they wear. And, uh, man, they're ugly. But we, we took a picture of the first year's team, of that team picture, and we, we tried to piecemeal and make it look just like that. So uh, it says Oakland University across the front. But I'm going to tweet out a picture of them on Friday, I think, is the day we're going to tweet it out. And then what we're going to do is a couple years ago we did it and we auctioned them off. We're not going to auction them off. We're just going to we're going to sell them for $150, the whole uniform. And whoever tweets at me first or sends Sarah an email at openbasketball.edu, uh, whoever s- sends it first will get that uniform. And it's the 11, uh, there's only 11 of them, the 11 numbers of the guys that are playing, so it's uh, two Nick Daniels, th- uh, four uh, Jalen, five Stevie. Um, who else? Who else do we have? Ten uh, Isaiah Brock. Isaiah Brock is ten. Palambizio or Brechtin is thirteen. Palambizio fifteen. Um, you got the roster there. Uh, Xavier is fourteen. Cumberland twenty-one. Uh, Sharon is thirty. Martez is 35. Those are the 11 uniforms that, uh, and the reason that the price point on them is $150 because that's what they cost me. So <laughs> we're not trying to make trying any to money get out. We're just trying to get even. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that wants it, they get the, the jersey and the pants for $150. Just tweet at me on Friday and what number you want, and it'll be yours. All right, that answered Gary McCarrick's question on Twitter, who tweeted and said, Hi, Coach, special uniforms for Team 50 as a part of Winterfest against Green Bay. Hashtag Ask Campy, so that answers that question. That was a preemptive strike by you, well, Coach. Well, he's here. Did, he's did here, you yeah. know it, or did, had you heard rumors? Or <laughs> yeah. just, you're just intuitive, huh? That, that's, how, that's how Gary yeah. operates, man. Appreciate yeah. you all coming out, no doubt about that. But speaking of Twitter, and you can send your questions with the hashtag Ask Campy. Anthony Galena uh, tweets at us and says, Coach, how do you feel about the state of the Oakland UDM rivalry now that we are in the fourth year of the Metro Series Rivalry Cup driven by Trinity Transportation. So what's your take on the uh, rivalry and the, and the health and the state of it right now? I think it's good. I mean, I, I really like where we're at. From Just talking from a basketball standpoint, um, it's everything that I said it would be. We're on, we're on national TV. We're sold out. Their best crowds of the year are when we come there. Um, their students and their, their young fan base has embraced it. Their old fan base would never will embrace it. They don't want any part of us, and, and uh, they won't accept it. And But that's that's what can be expected when you have a long... I mean, they've got a 100-year history of basketball. They've been nationally ranked. They've put a lot of pros out. They've had some of the all-time pros. Sure. It's a storied program, and we're the new kid on the block, and sometimes change is hard. And So I understand it. I think it's great. But I will say this about the Metro Cup which is all sports. I'm not talking about basketball. Now I'm yep. talking about all sports. The day we announced it, I got a lot of crap because 
I said on the stage that day. I was Remember there. my yep. comment? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That everybody was mad at me about. You're going to build a case at Oakland because it's never going to leave. I said... All you Detroit fans that are here, get a good look at it. Come get a picture with it because this is the closest you're ever going to get to it again. Yep. And uh, so far through three years, we've held on to it and we're off to a pretty good, I think it's six to two or something like that this year. So we're off to a pretty good start. We got to do our job Friday and make it seven to two. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that is something that, and really, that's where it's been most palpable to me is. You take a look, and, and when head coach Paul Rice takes the, the cross-country team or the track team out, or Eric Pogue does soccer, or Coach Soren, women's soccer, all the way across the board, that, that's where it's been most recognizable to me. These kids are fired up to, to be a part of that thing, and they take it very, very seriously. And so do Detroit's kids. Absolutely. And that's what, makes, that's what really makes a rivalry good. You know, you talk about hatred and all that kind of, we hate them, they hate, but... The reality of it is, is there's a great. I have a great deal of respect, as I just said, for Jenkins and for McFoley, McFoley, and for Hogan, and you know those those guys. I have tremendous respect for them. I think they're tremendous basketball players, but I want to do everything Oakland can to beat them on Friday night. Yeah, there certainly is no question about it. I don't understand how anybody really couldn't get behind this because just look at it. The largest crowd, and, and I'm just being real here, the largest crowd that you're going to see at Callahan Hall this year is when the Golden Grizzlies will come into town. And, and one of the largest crowds that Oakland gets, now it'll, it'll be tough to top the Georgia crowd, which I think was the fourth largest crowd in the history of the arena, but we may put up another number uh, on, on Friday night. You may sardine more people in the arena. But the moral of the story is this. The largest crowds typically that you're going to see on both sides are because of this rivalry. This is good for business on all accounts. And I, I saw that the Channel 7 was out at their practice today. Uh, I saw that on Twitter. I know that we've got a couple TV stations coming to our practice tomorrow. And we don't get that on a routine basis. You get that when something great's going on. And now we're getting it. The Detroit game is a big deal to the media in the Detroit area. It is a big deal. It'll be talked about on the radio shows. It'll be talk, I'll do more media, Detroit media this week than I do any other time of the year except the tournament. You know, obviously the tournament being in Detroit will be the number one of that. But this is this is what it's about, and it's turned out great. And uh, I'm looking forward to the game Friday night. I'm looking forward to a full house, and I hope our team is is excited and, and brings their A game because we're going to need our A game. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. Like, I was on, I did radio today in town talking about it. Like, it's palpable. I mean, this is, this is something people are excited for and they want to see. There's no question about it. Yep. This is the Greg Campy Show. We are live at the Red Ox Tavern. As always, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. So we're going to take our final break of the evening. When we come back, uh, we have some other house cleaning stuff that we're going to get to. I know people had some merchandising questions. If we can sneak it in, I want to get your thoughts on the college football playoff and how uh, that all shook out as well. That was a game for the ages. There is no doubt about that. And Golden Grizzlies fans, remember, your authorized Dodge dealer invites you to experience a world of performance, design, and fuel efficiency. Schedule a test drive today. Go to Dodge.com. 
or visit your Dodge dealer to learn more about the exciting offers on our powerful lineup. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at the Red Ox Tavern. I'm here with Cameron Evans, founder and president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. U.S. News & World Report recently recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the eighth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. My experience gives me the insights necessary to foresee unknown risks and to provide employers with strategic options to best manage their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of on-demand HR issues that arise on a daily basis to strategic workforce planning to defending employers in court. I am grateful for these recognitions, but even more grateful for the trust and confidence our clients continue to place in my firm. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. This winter, when Jack Frost starts nipping at your nose, nip him back. Introducing the world's first full line of all-wheel drive muscle power from Dodge. Durango, Charger, and Challenger all-wheel drive GT. The same iconic performance that put us on the map with three winter-defying forces of nature that know no boundaries. That means when the elements put the freeze on traction control, we put the hammer down with the all-American muscle that sticks to the road like a tongue to a frozen pole. Which is good news for folks living in the tractionless snow-covered north who love burying the needle in the red. So go from sub-zero to 60 in our impressive lineup of all-weather, all-wheel drive action vehicles and get ready to fly by the seat of your snow pants. Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Coach Campy, Neil Rule, Chris Wright, our engineer, back in our WTFN studios, holding it down, making everything sound so good. You can tweet your questions, final nine minutes or so of the show to hashtag AskCampy. Uh, we'll try to sneak those in as the evening goes on as we close up shop here for another edition of the Greg Campy Show. And, Coach, I, one of the things that I wanted to bring to your attention and, and discuss a little bit because uh, people have talked about it. And For those of you who don't know, if you're a Golden Grizzlies fan, uh, the Golden Grizzlies Forum, the Grizz Talk blog, that's, uh, it, it's really a message board and a chat room and everything that goes on on the Internet. Uh, you can Google search it, just do Golden Grizzlies Forum. A lot of Golden Grizzlies fans, they get together there and, and chat and discuss. And, you know, their regular fan base sometimes complain, you know, do all those types of things. Anything you want to do as a fan. No, Bob's saying, no, no, we never do that on there. But one of the questions that was raised, and, and they talked about merchandising and the ability to get certain bits of, of merchandise uh, pertinent to the Golden Grizzlies and all those types of things. And, I wanted to bring that up. I know you can touch on it generally. You're the basketball coach. Your job is to go win basketball games. I mean, you're not you know, consulting on merchandising and those types of things. But yeah, but I know the history of it because back in the day, back in the day, I was the guy. I mean, our, That's athletic, I to bring you our athletic department was 12 people. So if you were going to do stuff like that, that that's, you did that. Uh, you know, we're now with 60, 70 people in the athletic department. Hopefully no one's coming to me to ask me about that. So I really don't. 
I can't tell you what's going on now. I know that in back in the day, uh, when Jack Meal was our athletic director and we made the move to Division One, he did not want the merchandise out. He wanted to hold on to the to the uh, the mark, the mark, the trademark, the mark, whatever either seal, whatever it is. And he wanted all that money to go to athletics, and he wanted to do it in a controlled atmosphere. And that was his belief and his thinking as the boss. Um, and you can question that. You can disagree with it. You can think it's brilliant. Whatever you want to do, that's what happened. And so when we went, the uh, Myers, the uh, campus dens of the world that, that did that, we said no to those people. Well, uh, when, when Jack left... Uh, I took over for a year, and one of my goals was to change that. And to do that was very difficult. First of all, those people were mad at us. Right. And second they of all, down. they were like, anybody buying Oakland stuff anyway, so we don't need your stuff. And uh, so it was a very slow process. Tracy Huth came in and took over, and he had his beliefs. Um, and I think um, he wanted to get it out there, but... Not just carte blank. Yeah. Is that a word? Um, we'll go with it. Yeah. Okay. We have our own vernacular on this show. We can do what we want. Coach. All right. And when you uh, pull ratings like this show does, you write the rules. That's right. So Tracy had his own views of it, and then Jeff came in with the wear the bear, uh, which I think is brilliant. I mean, we we had all these marks. We had the climbing bear. We had Tracy went to the O. It looked, and we had the scratch and we had this and we had the climbing bear on the thing and then we went to the bear face and then and jeff came in and said enough we're going to go with the bear face and we're going to start this wear the bear campaign and i want it everywhere so that's what he's trying to do and accomplish but the problem is is there's lawyers there's campus bureaucracy there's you know red and, tape yes and jeff is fighting through all that he's in his third year here and I would say within a year or two that you will be able to get anything you want anywhere. And right now, if you go to the Campus Den store uh, right across the street from Oakland I'm, I'm University. i to it on radio. Up, up in the Village Mall, Market Mall, whatever that is. I went in there, and I probably spent $500 on Oakland Apparel for my family, for my kids, for my cousins, for my nephews, for my, you know, for Christmas. I just... I was so excited when I went in there. The, the stuff they have in there, they've got baby clothes, they've got sweatshirts, they've got... Pullovers, they've, jackets. they yeah. got, uh, what do the women wear around their scarves, you know, those fancy scarves. They've got, I mean, they have done a tremendous... And they told me they're just, they're halfway there. They're going to really... The whole back wall, they've got a whole section for our stuff. And so you can see what Jeff's doing, the excitement of it is starting to... to thing. And, and, you know, like I was in... I was in Grand Rapids recruiting last night, and I asked the mother of the kid that we're trying to get when she's going to start wearing the bear. And I had three bears on. I had one on my outer, on my coat. I had one on the jet. You know, I always wear those hide-the-fat pullover things. And I had one on there, and then I unzipped my my uh, thing, and I showed her the big bear I had on my I go, I got three bears on. I got to get one on you, you know. And she goes, I want to wear the bear. And I go, all right, well, next trip up here, we're going to Campus Den. Bring, bring your... Uh, credit card yeah. so you know I, I think it's just slow um, they asked me today what I knew about uniforms 
uh, and we did the, jerseys, the yeah, yeah the jerseys. We did the replica jerseys years ago, but we they were they, we had to sell them for like eighty five dollars because they cost us like sixty to buy and right. just to make any money on. So nobody bought them because nobody wanted to pay eighty five dollars for a basketball jersey. Last year I took all our old uniforms and gave them to the students. I gave them to the Grizz gang. I had like a hundred of them, mm -hmm. old uniforms. Just gave them out to the Grizz gang to get uh, those jerseys. Now I don't have many left, but. Hopefully, you're going to be able to, the, the day's coming soon that you can walk in and buy a, a, a replica, not a crappy one, a replica game jersey. Right, and, and people also, too, I mean, to interject, you have to understand it's not just that simple where you say, okay, we're going to sell this merchandise, and away we go. All right, everybody, get a whole bunch of merchandise. Well, people, people selling it got to make money. Right. And, and you know, if you, you can't put three, you got to buy and, you know, I know, to buy merchandise, you got to buy, like when I get stuff for our players, you got to buy 25 of them. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just buy two. You gotta, so I, they're talking in my ear here that this is about over. So two, we, two minutes you got still. Oh, is that what he said? Two minutes, oh, I yeah. thought he said 20 seconds. No, two minutes. Oh, good. Well, here's the deal, man. It's a blackout Friday night. We're playing Detroit. We got a pretty good basketball team. We need everybody that's coming to put the shirt on that they're going to get. And on national TV, we want the whole place black. We're going to wear black uniforms. I'm going to wear everything black. I'm going to tell my staff to wear black. Uh, we're going to try and make it on national TV. Every kid that's watching say, wow, I want to go play in that place. So we need the fans to help us do that. And then our team's got to come through and play. Bring, like I said, bring our A game. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But the blackout, they will be handing out the T-shirts. So uh, if you don't have tickets, I'm telling you guys, because... I know, and, and I work in the social media, they're going to say, what, what can you do for tickets? Guys, they are just about gone. And, and, and it's, not, it's not a promotional tool. It's not a sales tactic. Right. It's, a, it's and, and a matter of supply and demand. They're almost gone. And I'm going to get, on three hours before the game, I'm going to get texts and phone calls from coaches. And, hey, I know it's late, but can you get me two? And the answer is no. Right. Right. <laughs> the answer is no. I've right. got none left. None. Got nothing, nothing left to give. Final couple of seconds of the show. You got anything else, Coach? How was that college football playoff game? You watch it? I watched a little bit of it, yeah. Not a lot. I watched a little. I heard it was one for the ages. All I would say is if it were me on that last play, I would have all their receivers, I would have gone and tackled every one of them. Because on a, so what? It's a penalty, right? right? They've got to put the ball back on the two-yard line, do interference in the end zone, and do it again. Now there's only three seconds left. If they go for the touchdown, do it again. Yep. I you hear know, you. So, so that, they're going to kick, right? And then yeah. it's a tie. And so that will do it for this episode of the Greg Campy Show. And make sure you check out the Golden Grizzlies podcast page on the iHeartMedia app. Big thank you to Chris Wright, everybody here in attendance, and thank you to everybody at the Red Ox Tavern as well. This has been another episode of the Greg Campy Show. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later. The Golden Grizzlies podcast is powered by Hitachi Automotive Systems and GreatEngineeringCareers.com. The Golden Grizzlies podcast is your home to all your Oakland Golden Grizzlies news, updates, interviews, and Greg Campy's coaches show replays. Your home for Golden Grizzlies basketball is Detroit's 1130 WDFN. The Fan. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.